How are we going, guys? Welcome back to your weekly Offside Report. It's funny because all weekend I was finally preparing for a podcast where we wouldn't have to talk about a coach getting sacked or a new manager coming in. And then this morning, bless Manchester United appoint Ralph Ragnick as an interim manager for the remainder of the season as well as a two-year consultancy role following that. So we'll have a breakdown on all of that and what it means for Manchester United as well as the fallout from today's Ballon d'Or Awards. Everything is hot off the press for this instalment of the Offside Report and helping me as always to deliver it is Mitch Ball and Jimmy Sabo while Al Jensen is still currently Alan. away. Oh, Mate, reconnecting with roots over in England, stalking Antonio Conte everywhere he goes and I'm sure Al will be listening so we'll stop that Do right there. Do you reckon he's listening, Alan? Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm sure he'll give it a listen. Probably on his flight back, but you know, on his flight back. Now nah, he'll have time, surely, over there. But he's he's gone to a lot of pubs. I'm hearing and getting absolutely sloshed. We've tried to talk to him about work related things over the past week. Has not responded. So, Alan, if you're out there, we've been trying to get in contact, mate. <laughs> we just want to make sure he's okay. That's yeah. Cool. I hope he is. Well, I'm sure. It, well, unfortunately, he's um, well. He's hoping that the next match does go ahead because remember uh, last week it got postponed, but he was planning to go to the next game, the next Tottenham game. So hopefully, he can get to that one. Yeah, it was no a snow. No snow over in England. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but welcome, boys. Jimmy, you've already introduced yourself. But Mitch, how are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Look, as you said earlier. Uh, United have got a new path, and I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest. it's Things could be, I don't want to speak too soon, but things could be looking up. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds over the next couple of weeks and how they perform. But look, I'm positive. Positive for once about United. You're always positive. I'm extra positive, though, Mitch. This is a huge move. This is great. This is what you want. I'm very impressed with this move, to be honest. It almost makes too much sense for it to be United making exactly it. right. Well, it's like it's you're you're bringing someone who's like Mr. Process into a place where there's no process. So hopefully it does work. I mean, he's got it, but it's the, and that was the best move, I think, and the best move for him because he's going to come in and and then he's going to be a consult like a consultant role after. So he's going to be the basically have a lot of say in who becomes the manager. And then he's going to step into the background, which he likes to do. He doesn't like being the front man, which is what he said when he was at Schalke all those years ago. And he said, look, he doesn't doesn't like the pressure of being the number one man. So he's only got to do it for a little bit. And then he can step aside and he gets to choose who's going to come and, and continue his philosophy, which I like. Oh, it's, it's exciting. And look, to be honest with you, I almost look at it, is this a bit of Sir Alex stepping away a bit more now? Because obviously he's been heavily involved before in who comes in and has mm. had a big say. So, you know, is Ralph going to take over that role and, I think I'm excited for it. It honestly, it seems it seems too good to be true. He's a smart man, as you said. He wants to be there and he wants to set things up properly. And I mean, if you, if the weekend was anything to go by, that structure of the team looked a lot better. The way they played, they actually had a bit of a formation. Yeah, well, they, they did. So, yeah, they looked a lot more organised. Yeah, I thought. I mean, they had what like five shots in the in the end, and one of them went in, which was great. I think it was maybe three shots in the end, but still. Fantastic. You get the result. That's all that's important. They looked a little bit more stable, I thought. And even De Gea at the end of the game, did you hear him say, I can't remember exactly his words, but he was happy with how everyone was organised and they looked like they knew what they were doing. You know, rewind back to the Ollie's last game and he just said, look, no one knows what to do. No one knows what we're doing at this club, basically, which is, which is a huge change. But um, it's a little bit of a dig at Ollie saying, uh, maybe uh, glad you're gone, son. Just, just a little one. A week, a week and a half is a long time in football, as they say. 
Mm, it is. Sorry, Nick, we just hijacked this podcast, mate. What were you going to say as host? I, I like this. I'm happy to take the back seat, <laughs> mate. Don't you worry. But look, like Ralph. to be honest, I, I didn't know much about uh, Ralph Rangnick uh, before he came in, namesake wise. Oh, I, 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 bloody internet. I said, I'll be honest, um, <laughs> I didn't know much about Ra- Ralph Ragnick before he came in, but reading yeah. up on him, as a Liverpool fan, I'm worried. Uh, I think this is exactly <laughs> what I knew. I knew I, you would, because if like anyone compared the Klopp or has a similar philosophy, no, uh, you just love them and you think, oh. Oh, yeah, similar philo- philosophy, yes. They're both German, okay. There are some comparisons there, but... No, I think this is exactly what Manchester United need in terms of, you know, a manager. No, he hasn't, you know, managed a club of this size before. Um, He's never dealt with those high-profile players like Ronaldo, Pogba, Bruno, but he does. You know why he hasn't dealt with them? Because he doesn't like them. He doesn't like egos. He hates hates people with egos. He hates people with tattoos because he, 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 seriously, he doesn't like tattoos. He thinks that's, it kind of equates to you, um, being egotistical or thinking that you're more important and showing off, you know, getting tats. So I'll be interested to see the lineup and see if how many how many players have tats because he doesn't like that. He's a very strict man. And if you don't fit in his system, then piss off. And also it was interesting, I think, oh, when was it, five, six years ago, whenever he was, uh, I think when he was back at Schalke, uh, he was coaching and he said, I would never sign Cristiano Ronaldo because he's too old. <laughs> what about now? Yeah. So yeah, interesting to see how he fits in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it will, it will be interesting, and I think that that's the problem. Probably the problem for Manchester United over the last few years. I think they've just been latching onto the hope that you know being a big club will one day be the reason they'll rise again. Hope hoping they'll rise again, but I think they need to be brought back down to earth. They need to go back to the basics, reset, uh, bring in a guy who can build culture, um, bu- building and build a new system. They just need to revamp everything from the ground up. And mm. he, has a, he has a history of doing that. Uh, he's brought Hoffenheim from the third tier to the Bundesliga. He's done the same with Leipzig from the fourth tier. Um, and, yeah, I think that's exactly what Manchester United need, just a, just a little um, a little wake-up call. Uh, and, yeah, he'll do that. And to have him come in as well and um, stay on for an extra two years and oversee all the transfers and even the next manager they'll bring in. I think it's going to be huge for Manchester United. Hey, I Midge, sorry, mate. Uh, Midge, have you watched his um, his lectures or his lessons that he does? Because he oh, does these, these conferences. How good are they? I, I actually started one earlier today and, and haven't got a chance to finish it, but he speaks so well. How and, good is he? I, I he love actually, it. What he wants to deliver is fantastic. And that's that's what got me half excited. It's like... He's actually a man with a plan that wants to stick to it. Um, I won't mm. lie. My favorite comment I heard was about the uh, you can, you're either pregnant or you're not uh, when yeah. he was relating that to the pressing. Yeah, um, you either be exactly. You can't just press sometimes exactly. or whatever. You either press or you don't. That's exactly. that's exactly right. Yeah. And Ronaldo doesn't fit that model, so I think we all that, know where yeah. he could end up. So, but you, we saw it on the weekend. Sancho started, um, and I don't. I'm not exactly against this either. It's, Ronaldo can come on and score goals with 20 minutes to go, but you've mm. got to pick the teams he starts against. And Chelsea, I don't think we could afford to have someone that wasn't going to work up top. So, you know, it's one of those things. He comes on late. He could have, you know, if that ball from Fred was there maybe a cross to the back post late in the game rather than Fred trying to trip the keeper, mm. uh, maybe we could have seen Ronaldo uh, heroics and a great start to the Carrick slash Ralph era. But um, look, it's one of those things I don't think... Oh, look, I'm excited. That's full stop. It's just, it is good to hear. It's good to see. It's a good feel around the club, I think, now. 
Um, Ronaldo is probably less excited considering those comments because I'm sure he's aware of them. Uh, but yeah, for we'll, sure. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a good it's a good run as well coming up to, to mm. test themselves. We've got Arsenal, then Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, and Newcastle. Bang, wins all all the way through. I like should, it, Nick. Should be a I good like series. it, Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, I guess. You'd hope for Manchester United. It's been a long time coming. But on that, on the game on the weekend, Jimmy, what did mm. you think? You're a massive uh, Ronaldo fan, obviously. Um, yeah. What did you think seeing him on the bench? I, I trust the coach, man, to be honest. I mean, he knows best. And I, I, it's a team game. Like, I love him. He's, he's unbelievable. But at the same time, it's a team game. If he doesn't think it works, then i got to trust him. i got to back him. I don't like – look, I can understand the scenes when he, when he walks off the ground at the end and he's not very happy. Um, that's great. He's a competitive beast, of course. He's going to be like that. But I, don't, I, I think it is – he can't be too selfish. You know what I mean? And I know, I know that's who he is. And they brought him to United to play him, but he's got to fit in with the team. And I think that kind of culture where I'm, I'm more important than, than the teammates, it's not, it's not healthy at all. And that doesn't really work in, in successful teams a lot of the time. Um, so, I, look, I trust Garrick. I trust Carrick. I trust the manager, to be honest. Um, so, look, at, at the end of the day, they got a point. So you can't really complain. <laughs> I'll take it. Take it and run. You guys would have seen the rant on Sky Sports as well yeah. between Carragher and Carragher. Keane. Mate, I think Carragher brought up a good point. You know, that I think United would have brought in uh, Ronaldo, obviously for a PR stunt to stop him from going to City, but also to win trophies now. And that, and that yeah. worked in the first few weeks. It looked like they were going to be competitive. But I think that's changed now. Obviously, uh, their form's gone out the window and now they do have an eye on the future. And you've got to be starting guys like Jaden Sancho, Greenwood, obviously. Um, but Sancho, he, he plays, he scores, confidence is up. He's going to be, you know, he could be the key for the next five years. So, yeah, I think I think it's, it's a sign that United's stance has, has changed on where the team is at, I reckon. I actually sided. I sided with Carragher, unfortunately. I don't like the bloke, but I did agree with what he, what he had to say. Mitch, who did you side with? Who did you, whose point did you like? I, lied. I have to admit, Carragher made some very good points. I mean, yeah. if he's there to win trophies, well, what are we doing? Yeah, it's not, you know, it's, and look, we can argue that he's there to win the trophies that necessarily, you know, the ones that we're missing out on, the cheap ones, are FA Cup, Carabao, mm. et cetera, but you know, we're, we're, we're out of some of those. So it's, mm. you know, he was never going to win us the Premier League. I think, I think we know that, but you know, it should have been those competitions, those lower ones that we should have had a chance at. And we're already out of favor in those, you know, I mean, unless he's going to come up with some champions league heroics, which would be phenomenal to see, you know, what are we going to win this year? Probably nothing. And at this stage, we're still not even in a, you know, a European spot. You know, we've got to, we've got to qualify for champions league. That's full stop. You know, I'd have to. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. going to be interesting. Well, I mean, Ronaldo will be gone if you don't. Probably, or would be gone regardless if he's not doesn't have a starting spot. So. He won't. He won't sit on the bench. Not a. Not a. You know. And but yeah. I think you know. In a way, he's almost got to cop that. We saw Zlatan being, uh, you know, sitting back and actually going. You know what? My new role is to mentor. Ronaldo should be taking the same. Going back to the old club, looking after you know the club that treated him so well as a as a youngster, as a junior, mm. and it's his turn to return the favor to the club. Look, look mm-hmm. after the kids coming through. Mentor these Greenwoods, Rashfords, Sancho. Do the right thing look after United and then you know what United I guarantee will give him a coaching job for the under 18s or something like that and he can live in England for the rest of his life if he wants to and not have to worry about anything yeah but- I've always I always feel like when you get to a point where you feel like oh I've got nothing more to learn um I know it all that's that's the moment you start going down he can evolve as well like if he wants to fit into this, I know he doesn't press but why can't he 
Why can't you start pressing? Why can't you fit into a system? And anyway, if he's going to come on for 15 minutes, make it the best 15 minutes you play in your life and, and, and work at it, not with that attitude that, oh, I should have started. I mean, it's a new challenge for him. And he likes new challenges, like you said, so adapt to it. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with the new manager here. And, um, look, I hope I hope he can fit into the system. But if he goes, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, to be honest. I like that Sancho scored. And also, people are saying, oh, Rashford, why did he go offside? He shouldn't have gone offside. But I, that is a good finish. It's not selfish. That is a good finish for me because the keeper is always expecting you to, to cross the ball in and play it. So as soon as Mendy looked right... He placed it to the to the um, front post. I thought it was brilliant. It's not selfish. Nick said it was selfish. No, Nick, shut up. No, I didn't. I did not say that. But before this uh, podcast becomes too much of a Manchester United podcast, I think oh, we're I was enjoying it for a, once. A, a little bit of a, a trap here. Mm. Uh, let's talk about uh, Ronaldo's main rival, Lionel Messi. Wins a record seventh Ballon d'Or this oh, morning. Rigged, mate. Seven. Next best is Cristiano with five, and then the rest all below that, well below that. Did you guys agree on Messi winning it? And be honest, be honest, put the bias on the side for a sec. Or uh, was there someone more deserving? Shocked me initially, but he did win the um, the American uh, the the Copa America. So I mean, I guess so. But like Lewandowski, he probably deserves one. Um, I don't think no, I don't think he was the best player of the year. But but I think. Because a lot of the, you know, when you look at him and then they speak about his past achievements and they said, well, okay, fine, fair enough. But it's the last year of football. I don't know if he was the best player in the last year, but he did again. He won the cup. So that makes, I mean, that means something, I guess. Mitchell? I Look, I actually think he was. I think if we if we take out goals from this, like which is the only category, or not the only stat, but it's one of the main stats that Lewandowski beat Messi. Mm-hmm. Like, scored like 23 more, 20, oh, uh, some, 14, 14 more in that, in that Ballon d'Or period. Although oh, right. So 14 more, which mm. is a lot, but Messi had eight more assists for a start. Mm. You know, his passing accuracy was ridiculously like four times the amount of what Lewandowski was in different player, different position. I get that. But I mean, I would argue you take Lewandowski out of that team. Yeah, it's, an, it's a big impact, but we, we see where Barcelona are now without him. Um, you know, obviously he's not had that in- input yet at PSG, but for me, Messi, yeah. he's still on another planet. Like it might not have been his best season, but I mean, he sets that high of a bar for himself that it's it's almost irrelevant. I think he's still on another planet compared to any other player. Um, Lewandowski definitely 100 phenomenal, um, but you know he did get that credit, that new award of the best striker, um, and obviously I think Bayern Munich won the best team, was it? So you know they didn't mm. go out. But, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, nah, you've, you've he, he was he, he was me. he was robbed in 2020, Lewandowski, um, and they could have easily just given it to him because they do take into account your career, and you, you know, considering the the year he had prior to that, um, and then COVID interrupting it, um, and yeah, putting that Ballon d'Or out the window. Mate, he's won German titles. He's won the Champions League the year before that. Scores goals for fun. But the one the one player I think that actually did get robbed this season was Donnarumma. Um, he he won the Yashin Trophy by a record margin, margin, not just for goalkeepers, not just for the goalkeeper award, but any award yeah. um, at the Ballon d'Or. Finished 10th, didn't he, in the, in the overall yeah. rankings yeah. for Ballon d'Or, yeah. And, yeah, obviously won the Euros with Italy, um, won the player, player of the tournament, youngest player to ever do that. Yep. And then to come 10th, um, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> Robbed, rigged. 
unbelievable. Great that he got the the keeper award, though. It was good. It was it was great recognition for what he's done. And when you are the player of the tournament in the Europa League, and Italy doesn't win without him, so mm-hmm. he's been fantastic. He kept fourteen clean sheets in forty five matches for Milan last season as well. And they finished second in City last season. A lot a lot to do with him as well. So he's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. He's the next. He's an ex-Buffon, and he's he's traveling very quickly. I mean, imagine debuting at 16. He's 22 yeah. now, and it feels like he's been around for ages. You know, like he's 22, and he's still yeah. got the best to come. 28 years old, 29 is when you're at your peak as a goalkeeper. Imagine what this man can do. And he but can so play until he's like 40. Yeah, well, look what Buffon's doing. So unbelievable. Uh, I'm glad he got recognition. But, yeah, it could have been a bit higher in the Ballon d'Or, I think. Mm. Could have easily. Normally I'd be more furious. I think I'm excited because it's my, it's my last day here today. So be more relaxed. <laughs> you are very calm. I, I have I'm noticed calm. This, to be honest. And I mean, look, we didn't even, I'm not going to let Nick not mention this, but Renato mm. didn't even finish in the top five for quite, you know, I think it's for the first time since he's since, really come uh, on the scene, isn't it? First time since 2010, I believe. Well, yeah. yeah. Which is it's, still, it's a long time. Oh. Long time. You have to mention that, Mitch. But geez, I mean, like he got let down a lot at Juventus. Players didn't help him. Um, and no one watches the city out of bastard. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Back to the Premier League. And what about Everton boys? They've be- they're becoming a hot topic. Winless this in their is- last seven <laughs> games. I'm smiling and happy. His missus goes for Everton. You know, what was funny about this, Mitch, is that uh-huh. no one out, you know, like EPL um, writers write their top 10 things from the week. We get the highlight show. No one really mentioned Everton much. Nick, bang, top of the list. Let's, let's mention let's, Everton. Let's actually, they are struggling. They are scum. My God. Well, All right, finish oh, it off, Nick. Come on, come on. Like, I mean, at the start of the podcast, I said we haven't been talking about managers getting sacked, but this time next week, there could be a manager sacked. Oh, what? Benitez Benitez. Gone. Gone. Oh, okay, winless in their last seven games. Those yeah. seven games included five defeats. They've lost one nil to Brentford this week, obviously. 5-2 to Watford at Goodison. Unlucky. Penalty. It was a penalty. Unlucky. 1-0 to West Ham at Goodison <laughs> as well. They sit... They sit just six points above relegation. They've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup against QPR. And their next game, Thursday morning, Australia time, is against Liverpool. Look out. Um, And if things go the way we think they're going to go in that game. So what, 4-0, he's gone. Oh, yeah. Anything anything above 3-0, I I believe. I think he's gone regardless. I think it's only a matter of time. Why the downfall this season? (laughs) The, The injuries. There, there has been injuries. They've yeah. had a lot of injuries. Like on the weekend, I think Decore was back for the first time. Damari yeah. Gray. Like, so is it Rafa's fault then? Well, that's it. Is it a valid excuse for what they're dishing up? But mm. well, I'm asking you. You you follow them very very closely because your um, I don't think soon, so. To, soon to be wife goes for Everton and uh, her family does, and you have to watch them every week, and you hate them, so you I keep do. a close eye. Oh yeah. Well, I do have to keep a close eye on them. Um, I don't think I don't think you can, you can use injuries as an excuse. I think every team has I- injuries, um, and to be losing games like five uh, two to Watford at home, and yeah, being six points above the relegation zone, injuries or not, I think the standards are high. At Goodison, they expect to come out and watch a good team uh, perform week in week out. All they all they expect is effort. Um, those loyal Everton fans, they, they don't expect to finish top four every season. They just want That's to go right. out and watch it. Um, yeah, watch a team that actually looks like they care and it just doesn't look like they're playing for the manager. It's as simple as yeah, that. Well, and the, the same consistency as your internet at the moment, which is not <laughs> great, but we can hear you now. Mitch, do you agree with Nick? Because he exaggerates at times. 
He does exaggerate at times, but that's all right. No, look, <laughs> in the end, injuries can't be you, – you can't rely on them too heavily, but they were, they were key players when Everton were playing well. Mm. So, you know, he's got to go out. They've got to perform against Liverpool. It's a derby anyway. So you've got to perform. Emotions run high too, eh? Because well, I reckon it. like one goal equals two. If, if they lose 3-0, it's 6-0 in mm. the minds because it's a derby. So it's huge. This is huge. Mm. They've got, mm. they've got to perform. And like the Brentford game, yeah, it was a penalty. It was, you know, you can't kick someone in the face. So, you know, it is a penalty. But outside of that, it wasn't that exciting, much, that much of an exciting game, in my opinion. So mm. it's going to be interesting. They've got to really shut Liverpool down. I mean, Liverpool have a thing for scoring four goals at the moment. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, and I don't know where the cracks are that they'll find. But it's going to be interesting. I oh, look, he probably will get sacked next week. But it's who they bring in. Do they have a plan? Are they ready to sack and you know hire someone straight away? Will there be that interim manager? Will someone take over? Or Pochettino? <laughs> It'd be United's <laughs> luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, but if you actually saw the scenes after that Brentford game on the weekends, the players, the Everton players, went to the fans and you know how what they do. They you know applaud the fans, thank them for coming out, apologize, whatever. Yeah. And the Everton fans were just giving it to the players. They were, you know, putting, putting up the fingers, you know, abusing the players. And they looked pretty distraught, the Everton boys. They, they, I think one of them was in tears, it looked like. Had to be consoled by one of his teammates. I, I can't recall who it was. But if there's ever a game for them to turn it around, it's a derby. Um, that's the opportunity. Mm. You know, we talk about Liverpool being a tough task for them, but it's also an opportunity for them to turn it around, get a good result, and happy days from then on. But Ooh, it's going to be. An I can't wait for that one. It, it's going to be. It's going to be a big one for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, booing, Brighton as well were booed off at home after their nil-all draw with Leeds. Yes. They're a curious case because. Yeah, they, they haven't won in their last eight games, but, but six of them have been draws. Whatever, What's that? They're sitting eighth or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Five yeah. points off the top four, yeah, and so yet they'll still bad. boot off. Yeah, so is the is the booing justified, considering right. it's Brighton and where they're sitting on the table? Yeah, I thought, well, Graham Potter said it right. He's, he said, uh, I might need a history lesson at this football club because they're sitting eighth, and he's kind of like, well, look what I've done with this group. It's the best they've done in a long, long time. Um, a bit Like, they dominated the game, didn't they? I mean, they, they could have scored. There was opportunities they wasted. I thought they played better. They, they were unlucky, but this is another um, game where they should have won and didn't. I don't know if you want to boo them, like, oh, yeah, much. It's a, it, it is a bit harsh, I think. I don't know. Mitch would do something like that, but do you agree with this? Not at all. It's a team okay. that's, it is a team that's overperforming. Yeah. Like, it, it is a team that is doing so well. And if they can't give, if the fans can't appreciate where they are right now, like, if I was Graham Potter, you just about go, okay, cool. Well, who else will have me? Because bigger clubs will take Oh, him. pretty much. Exactly. And like, like he said, like, he was, he was pretty aggressive when he, he said it and good on him. He was livid and he showed his emotion and that 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 there for Brighton fans should be enough. Like the man mm. is actually happy to be at your club. He's yeah. put them in a position where they haven't been for ages. They they missed four or five tap-ins just about. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, man, they should have. Yeah. It is not like they went out there and defended, you know, played six in the back and just clock, shut the door. Yeah. They're still playing yeah. football. They're, they're a team that is by well, by all means way above where they should be right now. And the booing itself, the booing itself actually is a sign of how the standards have been risen at Brighton because of Graham Potter. Obviously, it's come from uh, drawing games they should have won like they did on against Leeds on the weekend. I think they've drawn to Newcastle and Norwich as well in that time. They probably feel like they should be winning those games, but still, mm. like we're talking about Brighton um, and they're not losing. They're in the top half of the table where you'd expect them 
to be or the fans at least that want him in that part of the table. So, yeah, it, it's a strange case. I'm not sure what, what the carrying on is about, but hopefully I think Graham Potter will be hoping it doesn't uh, cause some discontent within the squad anyway. Maybe um, not happy with the beard. Do you like the beard <laughs> on him? A bit different. Always trust on you to uh, bring up a good topic. On... No, it's good. Do you like the beard on him? It's not I, too bad. I like beards, beards in general because I'm a jealous man. I can't grow oh, one you myself. You can't grow one. That's right. Mitch has got I a like good Mitch. one. You know who's got a good growth? Alistair. Alan. He's not yes. here today. And which is, you know why I think that we're all agreeing on topics and being happy in a very positive vibe. He's not here. It's a negativity. <laughs> Always back in my day, back in the 20s, this is what happened. Alistair. Oh, we love you. We miss no, you. We, we need a good historian on the podcast. We do. We, we, do. we miss him. Come on. Um, yeah. And also a local English boy as well, just to give this a bit of an English taste. Correct. But let's uh, move on to the Australian League, the A-League oh. men's. Oh, something Alan weekend. loves. Alan loves the A-League. He'd be, yeah, he yeah, does. He was getting up for last week's game. That was fantastic. Mm. And it wasn't the weekend. Well, I was disappointed that Daniel Sturridge oh. uh, didn't four, pull Four-hour four flight. Can't handle it. Well, that's apparently what, what the cause was, but he came out on Twitter later on and said that's not the case and that he's mm. still building up his fitness. <laughs> Firstly, who do we believe, him or the media? And secondly, well. if it was true, why the bloody hell would he pick Perth? Because they're the most isolated city in the world. Well, he obviously doesn't know the map. I mean, a lot of people don't. When they go, you know, he probably thought he was going to Austria instead of Australia and didn't know how far away Western Australia is from the rest of the country. That would make um, the transfer more understandable, actually. Exactly. I mean, I'll tell you what, no one really realises how far it is. And when you're travelling four hours, fair enough. But, geez, surely that's communicated mm. to him. Hey, it's going to be a four-hour flight. But he, so he, he came down and he did the he went out for the warm-up and then he wasn't on the starting sheet and the owner rang up and said, hey, what the hell's going on? Um, found out, well, apparently the message he got was, well, look, wasn't really used to the four-hour flight, didn't really deal with it well, cramped up a little bit on the plane. We're not going to play him. That message was relayed to uh, media and media went with it. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, people weren't happy. The message got changed and Sarah just said, no, that's not the case. I'm happy to play, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, I just got to get my fitness up. So somewhere in between yeah. maybe is the truth, but at the same time, piss week, I thought, come out. Come well, on, I mean, man. Like, he better improve. People are there to see him. Yeah. yeah. At, least, at least rock. At least sit on the bench, play your five, ten minutes, surely. Yeah, yeah. Mitch should play with a broken leg, for Christ's sake. Come on. Look, I thought they would watch me play, and that's that's what they deem useful. Yeah, hundred percent. Get out there and do it. Exactly. It's, it's it's one of those things. I like. I sort of get the fitness side of it. Like he's almost. He, what's he going to get on the pitch and do for Perth? But I agree. That five minute cameo performance hmm. would have just about set that whole stadium alight um, and changed that game completely. Or you know, change the game for the fans, the atmosphere completely. So yeah. it is an interesting one. But there is there's got to be a middle ground to this story, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks it might come out. Um, obviously, Perth are playing down here this weekend as well, playing in Melbourne this weekend as well. That's so it'd be interesting right. to see if they flew back to then fly back because that's, what, now 12 hours for him on a plane up and back? Mm. So there's no chance he's going to oh, play now. No, it's, so you'd yeah. assume they've stayed down here. You'd poor, poor thing. That's a long flight. Oh, for who could do 12 oh, hours? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do 12, 12 hours to work on the Monash. Like, it's it's not that bad. <laughs> Jesus, come on. But um, Well, I, I understand coming out of quarantine, his fitness levels aren't at his peak. All right, give him the benefit of the doubt. But if he's really going to be playing about the flights. Do they need to be at their peak? Ooh. I don't know. Uh, nah, fair enough. We'll, we'll see. You know what's going to happen if he comes out in the next few games and scores and everyone's happy, everyone will forget this ever well, happened. That's it. That's but not a good start. That's all. But just wait till he has to travel to Wellington. 
Oh, I mean, no, no they're not going to go besides there. Adelaide United. Well, Wellington's, Wellington's based in Wollongong at the moment because they're not allowed to play in New Zealand. So he's not going to be going yeah. there for a while. Um, true, true. Glad to see you following it closely, Nicholas. But on if on Friday, if you followed it closely, Western United got the win 1-0. But uh, a lot of people had the thoughts that the ball went out um, as Payne, Connor Payne crossed it in and they were unhappy with it, Perth. Richard Garcia was furious. He was wondering why that you know the VAR didn't overrule it, and he was pissed. Uh, so a little bit of controversy there, but we always like that in the A League. I don't know. The there's been controversy the last two weeks because the coverage hasn't been fantastic. I don't know. I think there's still some teething issues there. I yeah. think it's always going to be the case. But we saw with Optus when when they had the World Cup, and that that um, yeah, the fan streaming, SBS had yeah. to come in and swoop it up and. And then save us. So I think it can be turned around because you look at Optus, what they're doing now, and not as good as obviously sports, mate, but they are improving. So, you know, they're getting there. I thought the biggest story of the week, though, was Melbourne victory. And I think the A League is better when Melbourne victory is better. Great scenes. They had the uh, the cheer squads back. It was great. And and Marco Rojas playing brilliant football. He was probably the, the player of the week, I thought. And a 3-0 win over Brisbane Raw. Don't rate Brisbane Raw. I don't think they're going to be any good this season, to be honest. But 3-0. It's been a long time since we saw a performance from that from Melbourne Victory. So you boys, did you enjoy that? Yeah. Popovich is the man, mate. Oh, you love I've, Pop. I've, I've always loved Pop um, since his Western Sydney days. Even before mm. that, I've always rated him as a coach. And the moment I saw that he was the next man to take over Victory, I knew I'm like, he's going to turn Victory around. He's the man. He's tough. He's the man we need to rebuild yep. the culture. Um, he knows a lot about the Australian talent as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a great start for him. I wasn't expecting... Um, us to be top of the table. Uh, after oh, the look at him use us now that they're winning. Oh, come on. <laughs> Before that last Who has it ever, oh, ever else been? Crap. Who has it ever? I've never been anywhere else. Oh, we're doing well. I'm a foundation member, mate. Look at foundation. us roll. I love it. <laughs> Hasn't used that word in a long time. He's finally turned Nick over. Well done, Papa. Do you like him, Mitchell? Look, he's done well. You can't knock it. Like it is, it was a very smart appointment. Again, it's a smart appointment. It makes sense. Yeah. Change what they're doing. He's clearly the players have that confidence again. They're they're working, which is something they didn't do last year. They sort of slacked off a bit. So, you know, he's got the high standards. He's clearly keeping everyone to those high standards. It's just going to be for me towards the end of the season how long these players can keep that up for. Because yeah. it's a long, it's Two a long year, in, yeah. long preseason. Um, we're seeing it with Brentford now in the Prem. Obviously, they're dropping off. It's hard to keep up at that level. So it'd be interesting to see if Victory can keep at the level that's going to, you know, when they verse the teams like City, versus the teams like Sydney or Sydney FC are struggling at the moment, but you verse those teams that are up the top that are consistent performers, can they keep backing it up? And that, that'll be key. But look, mm. great start. You can't, can't, you can't ask for anything more than six points out of two yeah, games. That's true. That is true. City is still the benchmark. City. City, oh. yeah. How about Nabooth's goal? I was just, yeah, no, I was going to say that game. That Naboot's goal was unbelievable outside of the boot, curled into perfection, put them 2-0 up. What happens? They stuff it up. 2-2 <laughs> it finishes. Unbelievable scenes. They would not be happy with that city. So, no. I don't know, a bit shaky. No, nah, they'll be fine, though. They'll be fine two games in. But, yeah, a lot of quality there. I thought the second goal was horrendous um, from, from keeper and defender, but that's all right. We'll move on. Um Look, I, uh, I like to get a stat attack in here sometimes. So I just chuck it in whenever I can. And the number 13, unlucky for some, but Talley, the Wellington Phoenix coach, has made it 13 games without a loss after their win over the Mariners. 13 games without a loss. Not bad. 
Lucky number mm. 13 for Wellington. And and the thing is, though, that they haven't been playing at home. They've been away in Wollongong in Australia. Obviously, it's very hard for them. They don't mind the flights. I tell you what, they don't care. They don't, they don't complain about traveling a little bit, you know. So good on them. I liked it. And also, another positive note, Western Sydney and Sydney FC are yet to claim a win this season. So that's always good. Enjoyed it. Good weekend. Good weekend of, of A-League football, I thought. And mm. uh, coverage is getting better. Some quality there. I've enjoyed it. We're looking forward to this week. And I think us boys are going to catch up for a beer at the game. I'm here. Yeah, Melbourne City. That's it. Are Melbourne we doing City, that? United. Yep, I've got to arrange that one, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to remind you of that one because <laughs> I've cleared my diary. Jeez, all right, let's hope. Let's hope. Oh, that was a good wrap, Jimmy. Like oh, that. So. Did, did anything else happen over in Italy while you're at it, while you're in top form? Yeah, no, a few things happened in Italy. And one of the biggest things I thought that uh, took oh, took my breath away, I'm going to say. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't often, not a lot of things take my breath away. What did Juventus win? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, no, they did not. Um, <laughs> didn't they? I actually didn't know. Of course, of course. Oh. You are yeah, um, a peasant. As they Wait, say, who did they uh, lose to? Atalanta one 0 which was not great, and it's uh, it's been shocking. But that's fine. I wasn't going to mention that. But it was one year since Diego Maradona passed away, and to remember him and honor him, they had they wore their uh, Maradona jersey uh, as well, and they won four nil over Lazio at home, and it was the perfect performance. Perfect, honestly. They went three nil up after I don't know, like twenty minutes or whatever it was, and they did. They took their foot off in the second half a little bit, then scored another. All goals were perlers. Brilliant. They're playing like champions, aren't they? They are playing like champions. And even Ospina in goal kept a clean sheet. Did really well. Four nil. They deserve to be on top of the table, and they deserve to be the favourites for the Scudetto. I hope uh, for their sake that they can keep it up because a lot of the times we've seen this, they start well after Christmas, teams drop off, but they're looking very consistent. Uh, I like what they're putting on the park and and especially I like memorial games like this, you know, like Diego Maradona's first anniversary of his passing. He meant so much to the stadium. The stadium's named after him now and uh, they go out with a performance like that with a nice kit as well. So 4-0, you can't ask for better than that. Uh, in other results, yeah, Juventus lost. We know that's all right. We'll get over that one. Uh, and Inter beat Venezia 2-0. So they've closed the gap a little bit. Um, it really is the top three is Napoli, Inter, and Milan. Uh, Milan, Milan lost in that. They lost to Sassuolo 3-1. And Domenico Berardi scores all the time. I think he had his debut against Milan and scored all those years ago. They always do. This is the thing about Milan. They always start well. They're usually winter champions and then they drop off. I've still oh, got I faith know. in them. Though. I, I told you, mate. But also the Champions League. Uh, you didn't tell me anything. Midweek, the Champions League. Do you reckon Look, that played you, any I think, yeah, it probably did. It probably did uh, have an effect. But um, no, they'll be fine. They're doing well, Milan. Um, Juventus need a lot to go right for them. Uh, it's been shocking. Also, Fiorentina lost. They've got a derby with Empoli. And they haven't beaten them for a long, long time. Um, Dusan Vlaovic is wanted by a lot of play, a lot of clubs. He's hot property. He is hot property, man. And he scored again. They went one nil up, and they still lost the game. So, interesting things happening. City are. I love it. Mm. Roma won as well against Torino. Anything else you want to know, boys? No, no. I think you've covered that. Good weekend of football. It it was, and there's another big week coming up. Uh, We'll preview that in a second, though. But before we do. Let's do our player of the week uh, votes for the Premier League. Al's away, so I'll have to take over him this week. No, but I'll let you yeah. boys go first. So, so you're going to give yourself, 
you're going to give yourself the three points straight away because we all know, you know, what <laughs> club the player is going to come from. That's right. And I'll you try not to. I haven't, I haven't seen. I haven't seen who you guys have put down. So I'll let you guys go first. And then I I'll have it, just to remind everyone, I have not. He has not given me three votes once this entire season. The well, entire pick time someone who's been player of the week. I've done oh, it every oh. week. Every <laughs> week I've picked the player of the week, and you have disregarded it. Oh, jeez! All right, you're going to pick Ronaldo somehow, even though he barely <laughs> played. All His right, influence go. as he walked down the tunnel was huge. <laughs> so, all right, you start, Jimmy. You start. Oh, I'll start. Jeez, I haven't talked enough. I've just done two segments by myself. My throat's sore, but I'll go on. All just right, here we give go, us a here. player. Ah, here we go. Listen up. This is the player of the week. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, when when you're in trouble, right, you need people who have heart, who have hunger, who have strength, and they've been working for something their entire lives. Here we go. And the only time you see that is in times of crisis or when you're on the field and put under the pump. David De Gea was put under the pump oh. this week, absolutely hammered by <laughs> Chelsea the entire game. Can I just say, and he made not a Manchester United player. Two saves. He made both. two saves in the first three minutes that saved the game. They go in different ball game. Forget it. One of them was a futsal save to a tee. Brilliant. This is why you should play futsal. Like in it's in Spain and in Brazil, you only play futsal. Well, Brazil, definitely. Spain, they do it sometimes. You, know, you play futsal until you're about 11 or 12 years old. Then you go to the outdoor game because you learn skills like this, even as a goalkeeper. Perfection. Angles were right. Got his knee down. It just came off his ankle. Perfect save. That saves the game. He had an absolute uh, wonderful um, performance against Chelsea and uh, got Carrick his unbeaten streak. Two out of two for him. Didn't he lose. Didn't win. He didn't win, but he didn't lose he didn't either. a clean sheet is, either. That's fine. Doesn't need to keep right. a clean sheet. It was a penalty. It was a crap penalty anyway. So don't worry <laughs> about it. He didn't concede in open play. Fantastic. Love it. All right. Player of Fair the week. enough. Thank Fair you. enough, Mitch. Um, look. I think now I've definitely I'm definitely going to get two or three points out of this, so this is fine. Oh, you're um, a scumbag! Look, I, I just want to make a quick shout out, and just as a, a hard as nail award, um, nails award. Sorry, Sean Dyche. Does that man have? Yeah, any doesn't get cold. Feeling? Does not uh, get cold. It is. That was ridiculous. Yeah, nipples, pouring, nipples weren't even hard. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Just... Nick, if you missed this, Sean Dyche walked out in the in the like. I was going to say pouring rain. There was snow everywhere. There couldn't have been any more snow on the pitch if they tried. And he's just walking out in a shirt and. Slacks. Yeah, no jacket. <laughs> no jacket. Every other person in that in the vicinity of the area in England was in a, you know, four jackets, four yeah. jumpers, you know, possibly one of those heated ones you see that the tradies wear. It was, yeah. And that man just walks out there, calm as you like, <laughs> didn't even look. If anything, he was sweating because he was overheating. And then he went back into the rooms and had a nice bath. He, he is hard as nails and his team reflects that as well, I think. Yeah, you got you want a manager like, you know, your manager is reflective of your players and, your, you know, the club and that, that man sums it up. Um, so that's my three. No. Um, <laughs> uh, look, um, Nick, I'm going to make your day, make your year, oh, guarantee no. myself three votes, oh, the no. rest of it. Um, Diego Jota, it's going to be short <sighs> and sweet. Two goals. They were classy finishes. I'd argue that he's probably going to keep Firmino out of that nine spot, even when Firmino's fit. Uh, very good bye, and that's all I'll have to say because I don't want to talk too much about Liverpool players. They played Southampton for Christ's sake. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad because I didn't want to add that into my points. <laughs> but play- I was going to say they played Southampton. Arguably, Jamie Vardy, you know, had a tougher game and scored a double, and that header that he scored was fantastic. So, but you know, you, you're a suck up, Mitch. You just wanted the three points. Look, in but fairness, absolutely- there wasn't there wasn't that many. Uh, Plays to pick from this week. There was, yes, it was. David there was the one Hale. game. No, there was one game short. We played one game short. There was two nil all draws. Um, 
Also, that Brentford-Everton game was decided by a penalty. I don't think there was any standouts in the United-Chelsea game either. Yes, there was. David De Gea. Uh, All right, David De Gea. That's an exception. Um, But the only real standout performance was Liverpool's win over Southampton. We haven't spoken about it. I tried to keep my mouth shut. But my, uh, I like your vote, Mitch, and my vote uh, will also be uh, Thiago. I think he's had a brilliant week. He's had a brilliant week. Brilliant he's... week or brilliant game? Because you can't Both. count his Champions League highlights because it's Premier League Player of the Week. No, I'm not. I'm not counting his Champions League highlights. Well, I thought he dominated. Didn't he just get deflected in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, did you see the dancing feet in the build-up to the goal, mate? Yeah, that's all right. He's, he, he's Southampton. a quality player. He's oh. a quality player. Um, but I'll give Jota the three votes. He was brilliant with the brace. Uh, I'll go Thiago with two and De Gea. Oh, of course, of course. Because you need to at least win. Uh, to make player of the week vote. No, that's never been a rule. You can't make rules on the unless road. it's like a unless it's like an upset, like if um, that wasn't Watford upset. ever beat that Manchester United. Now, oh, wait. Chelsea are now winless in their last eight Premier League games against United as well. well I'm happy you guys took points off him. You know, it brings us closer to the top. Uh, and David Day was player of the week. <laughs> Robbed once again. I'm going to be I'm short looking. and sharp. I've got the Merseyside Derby Thursday morning, oh. Australia time, seven fifteen. That's a big one. I think it'll be interesting. Look, I've got. I'm going to have two, but like obviously, I want to see Eddie Howe get his first three points uh, against Norwich tomorrow morning. That will be the first game of the week. But otherwise, let's see what United can do against a team that can actually play a bit of football and you know in, in Arsenal. So it'll be it'll be a competitive game. And fingers yeah, crossed, good. another three points and the right start for Ralph. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, that'll be good. I'll be getting up for that. Good time as well. 7.15 on Friday. Boom. They're all very good times. They're They're very good times this week. I'm excited. Could get used to this. Absolutely. We could. Uh, My one will be Sassuolo and Napoli because we just saw Sassuolo knock off AC Milan uh, and they've got a big challenge against Napoli, but they're playing at home in front of their fans, full of confidence. That's a good time as well. 6.45. You're up then all the time, Mitch. So that'll be great for you. You can just uh, log on to that one and have a watch and make sure you keep up to date with all the scores on EPL Live, A-League Live. And then for the AFL season, for you uh, Australians and Melbournians especially, Footy Live is peaking at the moment. It's doing really well. So make sure you download the apps. Great. Great. Love it. Thanks for that outro, Jimmy. I might take the back seat more often on this podcast. <laughs> I'm actually enjoying this. But thank you. And yes, do what Jimmy said. Be on the EPL Live and A-League Live apps in the week ahead where there's plenty of football action to be played. And until then, catch you all later. <laughs>